0: Welcome everyone to another episode of The Rodcast. Today we're talking about building churches, building small groups that have a heart to reach out. So I want to ask you, Pastor Rod, why is this important?
1: Wow. Well, I think everyone who is a believer here today would know somebody that helped you to come to Christ or grow in Christ. So someone's helped us all, right? Someone's someone has helped us. In a church, you say, how many came just by yourself? There's a few. How many came through a friend and hands go up everywhere? And I just think um, it's just that important. We just need to be an out-facing group because there's people wanting to find Jesus and he needs our hands and feet and mouth to share. So just the overwhelming evidence is that people come because people share and ask and invite. And it's just that important to there's hungry people out there, hurting people out there, and we need to be an out-facing group rather than just an inward-faced group for, for the kingdom of God and for people that we love. And someone once said it's true, I think it's true, that if the love of God means anything, it means that there's room for one more in our group. You know, that, that, that attitude, there's always room for one more and, of course, two, ten more. But the, the concept that if ever we get closed, something has gone wrong. You know, if ever we're just now the closed group, and um, I've seen groups like that, and I've also seen them implode after time. If it's just the same group over many many years, um, it just gets a little bit too too tight. So n- new people make a dramatic impact on a small group, a volunteer team, or a, or a church. It actually God's way. Oh, and and if we look at the the parables and, and Jesus, the, the you know leave the ninety nine and go and get the one, the importance of the one is very very important in this whole discussion here today. It really is going to come back to this, that that we must love the ninety nine but reach the one, and I think that that is a a huge call for any church today.
0: Why is it that? Because it sounds so good. This sounds so attractive, and we all recognize that we were the one at at one point uh but why is it that that some churches or some groups end up not doing this
1: ah wow that's really hard question I, i i think it comes down to the the vision of the senior pastor or the senior leaders um and and sometimes it's theology like you know god will bring them when he wants to that's a theology okay but if that had been the case I don't know who would have. I don't know who would have helped me, you know. Um, so I think there it can be a theology of God will bring them, God will save them. But in reality, people need people, and um, so one is one is a theology. I think another whole other end of the spectrum is I think people are weary, and I was talking to my right. wife the other day about this, about why some churches stop reaching out, and she just said. I just think they're weary. And when she said that, I thought, that is so true. So therefore, if that is true, what does that mean? It means that we've actually tried so many things and haven't been that successful. Uh, we've done all the things we should have done. We've prayed and we've reached and we haven't got much fruit at all. And there's just a general weariness in reaching out. And I would like to say, as a person, I believe, who has a evangelistic gift in my life, is I understand that. I totally understand it and the answer is that we actually see models that will fit us, will fit, will fit. well, there's a fit of who we could reach and how and start doing that which should be fun and over time we start being fruitful again. I think it will solve the problem of weariness because one, just one soul getting saved, changed life, I'll say it again, can affect a small group. A serving team yeah. or a whole church, one person it actually has this impact and so the weariness factor is real and I think weariness in the light of the current you know cultural issues being raised and people are scared to say things and what'll they think and i I get it all, but when we actually see someone hungry and, and asking questions and changed, it changes us so the answer for weariness. Is good, fruitful, evangelistic—you know—attempts trying to reach out again. And I just think online, by the way, right now, has given us a huge new opportunity. Whether it's Instagram or Facebook or advertising for something, um, advertising Alpha or whatever it is, and, and, and see one person come in, and one hungry person can change. But if we're weary and too weary, and we're not willing to try new things, I just think it becomes the norm um, of a church that then becomes very much, um, please, please stay. Now, I have a friend in in Indonesia, I know you know him very well, Paulos wiratno who's an apostle, who's helped plant 1500 churches in, in Indonesia, very unusual friend to have. Um, and he talks about three types of churches and this might be a bit confronting but this is from him not me okay i'm just passing it on but he says there's three types of churches and the the, the key phrase is either please please stay um please come or let's go and the please stay churches are in trouble because they're saying to people please stay please don't go they've probably got very weary We're not talking about bad people, but they're actually tired and it's like, please stay because we need you to stay. The please come are trying to win people from other churches. They're trying to market to other Christians and saying we have a better church experience. But no new people are getting saved in that. Now, it might be a better opportunity for discipleship, which would lead to outreach. I get that. But the please come is actually transfer growth. That is the major model and the third one is let's go is is let's 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 mobilize the church that we are healthy and happy and now we are we're able to reach out and we're going to go and do something in the world I don't mean all leave the church um, space but their hearts are now let's go I thought that was pretty interesting he said it came from some teacher I think in Australia I don't know but I thought it was a pretty interesting concept that It comes back to the key vision of the leadership team. And again, let me say that weariness, I don't think is a, how can I say it? Not a sinful issue. It's just a life issue. And I think Jesus touches on this when he says to to his disciples in Luke 10, he says, when you go and people reject you, wipe the dust from your feet and keep going. So Jesus doesn't deny the issue of weariness. But he does talk about what to do with weariness, like wipe the dust off your feet, get together, get some ideas, get replenished and go find some new people. So weariness is a huge thing right now. But that weariness, uh, I I believe we we can help. I, I do believe we can help that issue. In fact, when I go around the world and I'm asked to speak about what we do in Japan, I've got to speak to this issue. I actually have to bring it up and talk about it. I may not use that word weariness, but I'm talking to the concept that we've been fruitless for a long time in reaching out. What do we do? And and it's it's a bit awkward because when you're weary, you're weary. You don't really want to be challenged in this area. It's like, oh, yeah, but we, we tried that and we, oh, no, not that again. But I've got to try and, with God's help, spark the concept of of new thoughts and, and 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 new outreach. And when we actually get down to that discussion and they say, well you actually mean it, it could be fun, say, yeah, yeah. Then actually I think weariness can start to because we're now moving on from past hurt and past failure. There's another thing that weariness can do, and it actually can make people very super spiritual. Because sometimes here in Japan People have been um, without fruit for a long long time, and these are good people. so zealous good believers okay let's let's get that straight. Um, but they're in a a situation where they they just can't reach out and um, th- that's a very hard situation when when your your group is actually ceased to reach out. And um, I just say to them, thank you for praying with us. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you. So it's not judgment. It's saying thank you. But, you know, they, if we just changed, we just adjusted something here, I think you could be fruitful again. But sometimes people get mystical and say things like, God has hardened the hearts of Japanese, <laughs> which is which is wrong. That's just, that's just what the devil would say. That's, that's the wrong conclusion. So out of all this evidence, I'm now making a conclusion that's mystical that it's, well, it must be the people. And I would say to anyone in the world, we can't blame the people. We have to be able to look for a a, a, a fruitful, engaging, satisfying, fun way to reach some over time. Well, that's a long sentence. And so we're able to help church after church here in Japan, being fruitful. Um, We're just helping a bunch of wonderful Singaporean churches right now. In that and, and they're being really fruitful they're really seeing people saved and baptized and we rejoice so i think we can help i think we can help the issue of weariness but it's going to take um people waking up and saying really could we could we engage on that could we talk about that or i don't like that or i've tried that and it's going to take this in this engagement um and then trying things and actually seeing someone saved which again Will change weariness back to excitement. I believe.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, also there is a kind of an, in, an a, a pull towards the like facing inwards because it's comfortable. Like it's of, it's of, it's easier to talk to all the friends that you know in your connect yeah. group or in in this your Sunday service versus yeah. going up and introducing yourself to the stranger who's by themselves. Like. Yeah. My, like no one would say that they're more comfortable with the stranger than a good friend, and sure. so it it it's, it seems like without without leadership that is inspiring us out, I also feel like we 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 default to to inwards because yeah. it's just more comfortable.
1: Yeah, it's it's humanity, isn't it? We we love family, we love friends, we come to church for friends and for fellowship. Absolutely. But but you're right. It's about leadership saying, inspiring the the people to say, you know, if the love of God means anything, it means there's room for one more. I mean, that statement is a philosophy. Yeah, it's it's, it's like saying, yeah yeah yeah, be friends with your friends. You're gonna have lunch with them, or you're gonna be with them. But w- but why don't you take this opportunity to to reach out to someone new? And it can be very rewarding, of course. So when people do that consistently, it's like, wow, there actually is a lot of people, or there are different people i could help it, it does become exciting but with with a small group i've heard this because i've i got saved when, in 1979 when i was 19 and immediately oh, i was already in a small group before i was saved right basically and i love small groups but i've also seen small groups that are someone described it as us for no more close the door and um I, I wanna say it has a lifespan. People say, Oh, we'll be like best buds forever. But actually that group and I'm not talking about a family unit, but that that concept, um, it it, it, it probably has a use by date. Um you, you very rarely are you friends with someone after ten or twenty years. Um it can happen, but usually it's 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 in and out, up and down, the friendships at that length. So if that's the concept at some point, someone's going to say, oh, "I'm too busy. I can't come." And then all of a sudden, you have three. Another one says, "Well, I'm, I'm not feeling well." You have two. Like, like it, it actually goes down. It doesn't go up. So that's that. Us four, no more. Close the door. Concept is your maximum. Now that could be maxed out at any level, um, but if that's it and there's no new infusion of fresh people and fresh ideas, it will go towards some, something very, very unusual in the end. Um, It just, I'm sorry, that's my experience over 43 years of living in 50 nations and seeing leadership right across the world and seeing a lot of these things. So what's the the option? Then we're praying for someone to join the group. So there's nothing wrong with a group of four, but that group of four must have this concept that we're here also to pray for our world. Could be Auntie Joan or could be Fred next door or could, you know, but someone we're praying out. We're actually now saying, well, this is great. Wouldn't it be great to bring someone to this? And that that changes a lot. I bring I think it brings a lot of health. Um, so even in a small group or any group that becomes fixed, that one person that comes in could change a lot of things. I, 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 here at LifeHouse, I see this all the time that um, when, when a group gets a new person, they start sparking. This new person came in and um, this happened and they said that. Did, what, who's Jesus or what that or, or where's the book of Mark or something and everyone's jumping in and, oh, it's here. It's, and, and there's actually excitement or, yeah. at, or at, the, at the barbecue and, and someone brings their husband and you know he's not a believer but he's having a great time and, oh, look, there's, there's Jerry. He's a great guy. Let's get to know him. And so there's, 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 there's this, this huge excitement, I think, when there's people awakening to Jesus and we are there. I, and, I, and again, let me talk about those three parables Jesus talks about in Luke chapter 15, the parable of the, the, the missing sheep, the parable of the missing coin, the parable of the missing son. In all three parables, Jesus says, when they were found, there was joy. And they said to their neighbors, look, let's rejoice. In three out of three parables of search, There's three out of three joyful experiences. And I just think there's. this is the awakening of evangelism and reaching out again is that when people find Jesus, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. So we've got to enable that experience more and more. But I do think we have to, as leaders, help people nicely to face outwards. Mm -hmm. In one of our campuses, you know, this in the last few months, I've spent a lot of time And um, it's a campus that could actually get new people uh, coming in and um, from different religious backgrounds, and it's pretty exciting, but the the church wasn't actually growing. And over time, I I saw that the key leaders were seeing each other on Wednesday night, but also on Sunday, they sort of were together a lot. And I said, hey, you're all friends, you love each other, you're probably going to have lunch together. But after church, why don't you all... Face outwards. Why don't you all face just just for 10-15 minutes? Would you do that? And over time, at first it was like, oh, you know, but we're but we're friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to be friends. But and and over a period of time, the, the the level of fellowship out changed, and all of a sudden that church is in a whole nother level of growth because the people that were coming are engaged to like with joy and genuinely invited to events. And it does take time, but there is the excitement now of the key team saying, Hey, look what's happening. We're growing and, and, and we're still friends. Like nothing changed our friendship, but look at what's happening. And I think that, that, that revolution of helping people face out, realizing they're not going to lose friendship. Church will be full of friends but we can reach some more people at the same time.
0: Mm. It, I, I mean, what you're kind of talking about there is, is like a leader unlocking something, you know, uh, for good people, but maybe they don't know what to do or, and you've given them some strategy or, but people's heart were, were good in this situation. I know what you're talking about and uh, yeah, but you saw what was happening and, and you, you brought something and i think i think that's that's i think that's a big thing that a that a leader can can bring that change
1: and, and we even talked about very practical things in that situation of things like the duration of the service how do we finish um like how do we create fellowship it's not manipulation it's just creating human warmth and mm-hmm. um it actually was very simple we actually changed a room too like the entrance and thing where people come in and go out. These are very practical things, but round yeah. the concept of how would the lost sheep or the missing sheep view this. Cause if I'm visiting a church and at the end everyone's just talking and I'm on the back and no one's talking to me, um, if I'm looking for a church, I probably won't stay there. If I'm not a if I'm not a believer, I would say, oh, you have to be an insider. So when you look through the eyes of an unbeliever or a new person, it changes a lot of things. You start seeing. Um, we we don't use car parking very much in our churches because we we are train based societies or motorbike based societies, um, but obviously churches that are, are, are car based they've got to look from the car park on. So, but we don't. So we look from the front door on. But through seeing the experience through the eyes of non-christians. So now that we're, we're not a please stay and we're not a please come, we're a let's go. Because whoever's going to experience something of church today, hopefully they'll experience the goodness of God. Um, I, I My good friend, Pastor Chris Hodges has a saying and I love it. He says, wouldn't it be sad for people to come and visit church and only find us? So we have to give them experience of Jesus. Mm. Jesus love Jesus acceptance Jesus goodness like they're coming and they're actually yes we've got a few excellent things happening and you know whatever but but we're actually excited to meet people we're over our weariness and we're back into the excitement of meeting people and making an experience for people then it changes a lot of things and um so that church I'm thinking of right now, like we're still working through that, but the, yeah, let me say, everyone was a good person, mm-hmm. but it just took like, oh, okay. And then there's more lunches with new people and coffees with new people. And and then the reports start coming back about, wow, I've made some new friends and they want to do alpha now, or they want to, they're receiving Jesus or they they want to be baptized or or with baby dedication, or like there's actually the excitement of the community blessing them, and and realizing that our Christian faith really is a blessing to a lot of people, even if they don't understand Jesus, we can help them a lot. So th- you're hearing me talk about the fun, the excitement, the mm-hmm. like there, there's there's a reward for this, and yep. again, that's what Jesus parables were. Is oh look at my look at my sheep, I brought my sheep back, or I found my coin, or my son is back. There's that yay. It, it overcomes weariness and you know there's, there's been times in our church where we've been fruitless or, or lacked fruit and we've we've had to go back and talk and what could we change but there's an excitement that we will find a solution and it takes time it takes effort but then it starts um wow what, what's happening there's and, and I think that's when a church really realizes that this outward focus, I've lost nothing, but I've gained something great will happen.
0: We've just uh, finished having some great discussions with our, our young adults here in Hong Kong. And um, they've got a really great community. It's like the, the, the strongest it's ever been. And, and they really pull in new people. So they're doing really good with that. And they're, they're inviting new people really well. And after the service there you know got a great community that's pulling them in well but they're they're young people and they're free all sunday they just want to be together like the whole day and uh so we've been talking about well how can you use that time even to maybe maybe not just be hanging out but like hang out and go reach some people um what could that look like could that like go to the park and you know invite people into games or basketball yeah. courts and play mm-hmm. with people and mm. like, like that same community, but there's a missional aspect to it, That's even great. though they are bringing in new people from yep. the service and things like that. But even more so, if you've got the time, like get out there on the, on the street. Like that, I love those years uh, of <laughs> my life. Like
1: we've discovered this thing called spike ball. Have you, have you played that at all? Yeah, like, well, a,
0: a, yeah, a little bit. But we need to get back into that. We've been talking okay. about
1: that. Well, we've just discovered on the streets of Tokyo. You get to set it up in a corner or a little park, and three, four guys or girls start playing. It's, it's a lot of fun. People are laughing. People are watching, and then hey, come and join us. And I know that doesn't work in every country, but I think it will work in a lot of countries where mm. people are watching you have fun, and you say we're just going to just come and join us. And then afterwards, I say, who are you? And I'll and and so we can you know lunch, coffee just let's get let's let's go to the little convenience store and get a here in Japan get an egg sandwich which is delicious um you know one dollar we can and so just creating fun out of nothing um yeah. and and then recently my son Monty, came back from America with a an um volleyball net that they could just set up anywhere and just last Saturday they did a, a just a park day with a, a few young adults I think maybe I don't know maybe 10 15. And he said that that volleyball net was used solidly for four hours now that doesn't mean one person's playing four hours but it's a rotational game yeah and you're sitting with people yeah and but then you're sitting with others and talking on this side of the of this and he said it was just amazing they didn't have to ask anyone who wants to play volleyball everyone was just up for it and it wasn't that serious you' know, like what you know you weren't trying to spike and hurt someone <laughs> with the mm-hmm. ball Um but he said it was just so easy to talk to people and people around us. I think we even tried this in Hawaii a number of years ago with the same result. And So it's just creating, creating moments, creating moments of joy and fun. And even if no one joins us, we still had fun. And I think that's a big part of our let's go attitude that even if no one else came, we had fun and we'll do it again. Yeah, um, That's huge actually. Would you agree with that? I think when you start, like you're not seeing many new people. Yeah. So what's the motivation for keep going? Fun. We're just going to enjoy each other but have the outward concept that if someone brings their friend or someone in the park wants to join, come and join. When we do kids' days in parks and we're playing with a, a balloon or not we but kids and and, and, a, and a balloon machine or like a blowout balloon or a little ball or other kids start joining in and our parents are so warm to their parents come and join us. And and, and we're not trying to like get them into church, but we do want to befriend them and, and hopefully one day tell them about Jesus. That would be great. So these are very natural ways to meet people. I think the key problem, Richard, actually is when we say to people in church, bring your friend to Easter or something, most Christians say, "Well, I don't have any other friends than those here in the church." So I think our role as leaders is to create events where people can be friendly, yeah, and actually make friends. Um, but get ready when you invite friends because there's going to be some, some, some you know other things happen. Maybe their language is different, or
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: um, I mean, it's our event. If it's our event, um, we can create. We can hold the the um, environment of goodness but i just think there's so many ways right now people are lonely people are alone people are looking for friendship and we have the most funnest people in hong kong or tokyo right
0: and fun fun is so good for a number of reasons like one is i think it's the magnet that brings people in if you have people laughing and Everyone wants to, to know what's going yeah. on with the laughing group, yeah. with the fun group. So right. fun is a great magnet, but I also think it, it brings the sustainability to something like, cause yeah. if ultimately if it's just hard work and not enjoyable, how long can you keep that up? Yeah. It's not sustainable. It, it, yeah. it, it's not. So, so fun brings a sustainability to it. I think the other one is if it's just fun, but it's not fruitful, that also has a time limit. Sure. Uh, because people want to, you know be contributing to something that it's actually working yeah um so if it is just purely a fun community yeah i mean you can get you can find that in the world uh you can join a sports club or something like that yep so i yeah i feel like but but that might fruitfulness might take a while yeah at the beginning while you're learning or developing your strategy well let's talk
1: about that because we lived in we lived in japan here for 20 years and um We've seen thousands of Japanese find Jesus Christ as their Lord, and um, it's been a great joy. But very few of them have been fast decisions. Yeah. Most have been long-term friendships. But that's okay, because that's what we're doing. We're making friends, and we've tried to help some other churches here. And they say, "What are you doing?" We say, "Well, we we meet we meet people, and they'll try one event, and no one comes, or." And they'll say, oh, it didn't work. And I, and I say, well, it, that, that wouldn't work for us either because it's not about one event. It's about creating, it's about creating um, joy, fun events, but then we're actually linking into eating together, um, connection online, uh, Instagram, whatever, and then inviting them to something that they want to come to. It takes time, but it's okay because they're our friend. I keep saying that to everyone. It's okay because they're our friends. So when we talk to churches and and say, try it, sometimes they do do it once and it doesn't work. And I say, well, if we do it once, it doesn't work too because we're trying to make friends and friends are long-term. So we know this and we're happy with this. So we don't get tired. Now, over a long period, of course, that's different. We would have to say, well, is this working? Mm. Um, But I do believe it's, it's about making genuine friendships. Now, there is an exception. You know, when Jesus sent the disciples out, he said, go and pray for the sick, go and eat with them and pray for them. And I think a lot of people we do meet and have lunch with and they start talking about their life. I think food is really important because they'll start talking about their job or whatever. And we can say, well, can we pray about that? You know, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. Or, And that's the bridge that I think we have to help people to be confident in because most people say, should I have offered to pray at that point. And my answer is, yeah, but do it, do it like normally, like don't do mm-hmm. anything weird. Just say, Hey, um, trouble in your job. Could I just pray? And he'll say, what's that? I said, I just, I just asked God to help you. Would that be okay? So explaining the simplicity of prayer, you don't need a ceremony. It's not going to be embarrassing or loud or like, like I'm, I'm just gonna pray for you. Would that be okay? So I think there needs to be short bridges that we help people with. Um, or, hey, listen, we're having a um, an alpha, which means just talking about who is Jesus and what is the Bible. It's a really short video. Would you like to come with me and be my friend? So we have to have the confidence to bridge it, to bridge, make a bridge into something that actually helps them emotionally, spiritually, mentally, some, some benefit of Jesus Christ into their life at that point. I think this is a weakness that we need to help people. And the other one is sharing a testimony. I do think we need to get good at answering this question. Um, Why am I a believer? What did Jesus do for me? And it's got to be a really simple answer and a human answer, such as I I made new friends or my marriage got better or it helped me with my finance or I feel healthier, I'm sleeping better. Some benefit that Jesus has brought to your life, really, that you're just able to say, well, this is why I believe. Hmm. Because a lot of people have got a lot of, problems with faith and doctrine but it's very hard to argue with just a a new friend saying well this is why i believe it just helps me and really um so we actually have to help these little bridges to a uh making our friends like would would that be of interest to you could you come like and that's where i think we'll start seeing fruit because even here in the last year in Tokyo, we had a lot of making hundreds of friends, but very few were coming to church. And we just said to our leaders, don't get heavy ever. But why don't you just say to them, hey, you've enjoyed this time. We've also got these options. Um, got, got this karaoke group and this, um, you know, sports group and church. You ever been to church or ever seen a church that has new music? Whatever it is, options. And, and people might say, oh, no, not really. But, oh, yeah, you could tell me if, if something's coming up. And then Easter's coming up or Mother's Day, and we say, hey, would you like to come? And so, yes, we do need to bridge it back to spiritual, emotional you know, benefit of Jesus. It's called the good news, all right? It's called the good news of Jesus. And sometimes miracles happen, such as healing, uh, freedom, Praying for someone and they say, You 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 won't believe what happened in my job. I just got better this week. And so, you know, the the benefit of 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 telling people about the goodness of God, I think we do have to say that at some
0: point. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I think sometimes maybe we can run great events and get lots of new people there, and that's that that does feel like a win. I mean, just get at, at the beginning is just to be able to meet new people, like that's the first hurdle. Um, but then I've also seen times where even those events can, uh, maybe maybe people are not giving a clear ask or a a, a clear invitation to the next step. Yep. And I don't mean a pushy one, but no, it's just no. they've just been running an awesome event, but yep. it's 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 not going to translate into fruit until there is just a, a friendly invitation. Yeah, that's clear.
1: Absolutely, and a friendly explanation. Um, mm-hmm. I remember being back in Toowoomba as a pastor, and we, you know, we would say to our church, "Why don't you do barbecues and just invite neighbors? And the number one question that came back from our people was, "Well, what if they bring their six pack or their twelve pack of beer?" It was actually a real question. It was a good question, and, and we had to answer that question by saying, "Well, you know, you've got your house rules. You know, um, you could either say it's just the way we are at a, with our family." But don't blame it on on Jesus, all right? Don't 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 say Jesus doesn't like your beer, which is not a biblical thing to say. I don't think Jesus really cares that much. With a little bit, but we could talk about that on another. Sure. I'll just maybe open up a. But the, <laughs> the, but the point is, we, we need to also explain to our neighbours. Have we got kids there? Please don't like overly use alcohol. I I don't um, think many Aussies would object to that little explanation. Sure. So. Um, I just think explanation in church, explanation in, we take and bring it to an alpha group. Let's say, hey, listen, it's going to go for, you know, 20 minutes. Um, there'll be a question, there'll be a video, and then we'll have discussion, okay? Or church, we're going to run for one hour. It's going to be music. So you're actually explaining beforehand so that people are not wondering what to do or what sort of clothes should I come or what, you know, like like just, hey, just as we're now jeans and shorts is all good, and we're gonna we're gonna do a bit of singing. It's gonna be on the screen. You can sing or not sing. No problem. I just think explanation through the event is also really important. Hey, you're coming to our house for a barbecue just for just for a couple of hours. We're gonna do this, and uh, you're gonna meet some people from my church. So they might talk churchy stuff. Is that okay? So you're actually like explaining what you're coming into and 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 likewise, a sport events, hey, there's going to be nothing churchy except we're just going to encourage you and, you know, invite you to, to church after. Would that be okay? So clear explanation of what it is and what it's not, I think re- relieves tension for mm-hmm. people to actually come and actually be open to something else.
0: And, and I think like, Honesty in that is very important. Like I know yeah. that we'd never be intentionally dishonest, but I think if it's you know if it's a sporting event, if that's what we're promoting, it needs to be that. It can't be a Bible Absolutely. study. Yeah. I, I, in in marketing, they call that bait and switch, where you bait someone in and then you switch it, give them something else. It's like if sure. if you do that in church life, you'll get them once and you'll never get them yeah. again, because no one likes yeah. likes that approach. And so. I think the, there can um, be str- strong invitation from a yeah. well, basketball what, event. What, or- what we
1: do in our Bali church, we do a lot of um, invitation to like, we're going to teach you guitar or this or that or that. And and we do it. It's it's about guitar. But at the end we say, Hey, we're going to have dinner now with some other church friends. Would you want to come? It is going to be mm-hmm. maybe some discussion about God, but you don't have to be a believer. But so there is that quick You do the same thing. We're finishing this now. We did what we said we were going to do, but we're going to change the environment to something church-oriented or an alpha. This is what it is. Would you like to join us or you can leave? And in our Bali church, a lot of people stay for a few minutes and then they leave after the change. And you know what? I think that's totally normal. And I say to our team that don't worry. You're going to see them again next week. So it's not like they rejected you or Jesus. They're just now in a very uncomfortable situation, but you're. But we're friends. It's all okay. So then we see those people again, and again, I think we need to understand that that the the visitor's heart and mind is 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 they don't understand, and we just have to lower the tension. It's going to be okay. You can go and get your kids. You can go and do this. It's all okay. And and uh, but they're in our fellowship for some season it's great and God can really touch them
0: Mm. yeah we 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 do that a lot with things like language classes or whatever before a service is we've got to provide the 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 language exchange or the class or whatever it is but then that's finished and would you like to stick around to come to this you know no worries if not but I but here's an opportunity here's an invite and you know no one's no one ever gets upset by that Uh, a lot of people don't take it and a lot of people do, so yeah, it just depends on the week. It's so random, yeah, um, yeah.
1: And and I think just because they're our friends, it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. whatever happens, is like mm-hmm. they're our friends. We, we'll talk mm-hmm. to them again. Or we genuinely love them. Is the key. Mm-hmm. We are friends. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you can't be too over invested on. That invitation, even though, of course, we want them to come. It's like if they feel like you're really disappointed in them because they said no. Like that's that's not going to work. No, Uh, as Jesus said, go and eat with
1: them. I think it's a great evangelistic concept. (laughs) Let's Mm -hmm. let's eat with people. I remember being in a Islamic country, and um, I went to a um, you know halal restaurant where they had you know um, delicious. Muslim food and I was with my Muslim friend and he didn't want me to share Jesus with him. I said, that's fine. No problem. I said, could I come to your restaurant with you? He said, but you're a Christian. And I'm a Muslim. I said, Hey, we're brothers. And so I went and I ate and it was just so much fun. And I had the curry, I had to eat with your hands. I had curry running off my elbows because I wasn't very good at eating with my fingers. And he was laughing. His friends are laughing. I'm laughing. I said, "I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Please understand. I'm not trying, you know." And we, we went back and um, we sat down in a room and uh, we were sharing a um, a dormitory for a week. We we're both trying to get a visa renewal at that time, and uh, we just just dorm share. And as soon as we got back, he said, "You know what, Rod?" He said, "That was so much fun. Would you you could share your Jesus with me now?" And it was just the most incredible experience of just the joy of on being on his turf. And enjoying his world, and uh, and then he said, "You can you can share now." And he didn't receive Jesus in that meeting, but I prayed for him ever since. That was about thirty years ago. I, I believe he could get saved, and because um, he's my friend, we were friends. And uh, but again, the importance of eating with people and sharing a meal, and um, and then offering prayer or. Um, in America recently, I was at people, someone there from an Indian background, and they said, "Well, I you know I, I want to share with my not yet Christian friends, um, but they they're not happy to for me to share anything Christian." And I say, "Well, they're in your house. Can you just say, could I give thanks for the food and pray for like five seconds, like, dear Jesus, thank you for the blessings and the food,' Amen." And she said, that's not a problem. And I realized that, that she had, was trying to pray a long prayer as evangelism. Mm. And I said, that's not going to work. I said, people are not interested in prayer right there. They're interested in food. So it's being appropriate, isn't it? Like teaching, just, just make it easy, simple. Our Christian life is like that. And then she said, it, it was amazing. Yeah, that was not a problem. So she was thinking it's a problem, but it wasn't a problem. As long as it was was explained and appropriate, so um, eating with people, enjoying people, uh, and then looking for opportunities to pray for needs. So again, this is all just facing outwards. We started this by saying let's be face let's let's not be churches that are please stay or please come to Christians, but we're going to say let's go and help change our
0: world. It's so much fun. Cool. Well, maybe to wrap it up, any final concepts or encouragement to church leaders, small group leaders? Yeah. Again, Jesus said, if, if you someone rejects you,
1: wipe the dust from your feet. And I just would like to say, you can do that in prayer. And I'll do it right now because we do this often. I say to my team, let's just pray that we can wipe away disappointments. And let's let's believe to reach someone this week. And often it happens. So I'd like to pray for that. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Thank you, Lord, that um, you're giving us new friends. And I just pray for that experience of eating with people and praying with people. But Lord, I pray you'd also help us wipe the dust from our feet and even from our heart that we're weary and tired. But Lord, give us a new excitement for a new generation that you can use us in a wonderful way. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Rod. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod,
1: why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see
0: you next time.